Uh, good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Once again in Girls Must Talk with Mrs. Gertz. We are going to continue our series um, about uh, this time today. We're going to talk with our wonderful Bracha. And uh, she's going to tell us a little bit about the preparation and the understanding of Shavuos. What does it mean? Why do we have to count 49 days between a Pesach and Shavuos coming up in, <clears throat> in two, three days? And all that is going to be uh, explained to us in a, a very beautiful way. So, Bracha, with all this said, now we're going to have you uh, tell us a little bit of the importance of this holiday between, actually, between a Pesach and Shavuos, the 49 days, and what it means to be uh, this year, 5781, uh, 5781, yes, that uh, is a very special, special year because it really has 3,000, marks the 3,333 years of the, re of the receiving of the Torah. With all this, um, Braha, good evening. How are you today? Oh, thank God. I am okay, but there's a little bit of little popping, noisy things going on around me. I'm in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Um, I would just add to what you're saying that it, it is 49 days, but actually the commandment is to count seven complete weeks. Sure. So when we count each night, which how many how how far we've gotten, we count from how far we've gotten, not how far we have to go. Right. We're counting up, <laughs> and yeah. we always say how many weeks and days. So if it's three weeks and two days, so three weeks and three days, and so on. Right. So the sevens are, of course, very important in Judaism because God created the world in actually six days and a seventh day that he rested could be a, at least a topic for, I don't know, about a thousand of these meetings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but of course, God doesn't rest in the way we rest. Correct. He uh, always keeping the world in in existence, in creation, and guiding to the most minute detail that your mind can imagine beyond even a virus. Yeah. <laughs> Hashem is watching and constantly creating, recreating everything. Nevertheless, we have free choice. Okay. And if you are a Jewish woman listening to this, if you are people listening to this who are not Jewish or even Jewish men, if you are women who are interested in what it is God wants from you as a special creation, the, the, the other half of what would make a beautiful home in this world, a husband and a wife, that a woman is a very special creation. It even says, first in thought, last in creation, and that's an honorable kind of uh, label. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and because what God felt was the most important came last, not first, and that's us. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, there's uh, in, in Kabbalah and the mystical, uh, mystical books, 
you learned that, of course, the Jewish souls existed even before creation. And the fact that we get ourselves into all these different fixes and situations, and the fact that we were sort of like 0.05% of the world population or something like that, very small. Nevertheless, we're always on the front pages. I think we have hired the best uh, um, PR people in the world. And I, I, was, I was once, I had uh, one place where I always got gas from my car. And, and the man who owns this garage always loved to come and talk to me because he was a conservative. He didn't like a lot of um, things that America was becoming. He, he homeschooled his children. Not a Jewish man, but he was very interested in what Jews had to say and all. So one time I said that, you know, it's so amazing. We're such a small people. How do we get in the front pages every day? He said, what do you mean small people? I said, well, we're like one. Uh, we are one, always one, outnumbered. Yeah, we're always outnumbered. That's correct. Yes. It was very amazing. I'm telling you this because truth is sometimes more important and stranger than fiction. He right. got so angry at me. This was a friendly person from months. I was a good customer. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. How can you say it? that's not true? And he was sure that we were several, must be at least, uh, I don't know, multi, multi million nation. Wow. Wow. So maybe. Uh, we're barely 15 million. Maybe he was right. Maybe he's but right. Because we, that, I must point out that in spite of the fact that the uh, Greeks, well, we first, the, let's who wanted to throw us out first? The Babylonians, then right. the Assyrians, right. then the Greeks. I'm sorry if I'm leaving out some of our enemies. Yes. Just from, in the times when we lived in Israel, how many people realized that the Jews lived almost consecutively for over a thousand years in Israel, after God gave it to us. Correct. Correct. And after we came out of Egypt, of course, then it, it grew. But there was never a time when Jews did not live in Israel. Even after these nations destroyed the Holy Temple, exiled us to all kinds of terrible or far-flung places where we were. And we have, to, and we have to mention that Avram Avinu bought the land something that maybe people don't know about it, but uh, he, he bought one piece of land. Okay, it's really it's still, like but yeah, but with, with, with hard, money. yeah, but with not, money. Not no, 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 he, no. He so we have to, uh, let me mention one thing. Mm -hmm. The the Tanya that I brought down before, our book of, of that brings down the secrets of Torah in a form that almost every Jew can learn and get some strength and understanding of the depth of all the questions that our heart and soul has. People want to know what's the meaning. Why did this happen? Why do bad things seem to happen to good people and good things happen to bad people? And the, the, even the question is not appropriate. It's straightened out there in the Tanya. The Tanya tells us how we can keep and observe and be close to God and how close he is to us no matter what. And, a and the, author, the founder of the Chabad Hasidim, meaning that he wanted an emphasis on the intellectual, the reasoning, mm 
what is it? Why do we do this? How do we do this? How do we feel and realize how close God is to us at all times? And I'm speaking now to whoever is listening. Correct. Because Correct. every human being and the creatures, we are God's creations. We're created in his image. Each one of us with a special gift and a special talent. And, it's, and a reason to be here that the world is not complete unless you're here. Exactly. And as women, we have to feel how important we are. Exactly. As Jewish women, that you can only be identified as a Jew if you can prove you had a Jewish mother. Yeah. In some cases, Jewish grandmother. Exactly. But yes. so those and and then and it's the Jewish woman. It's the, let me tell you this: uh, the Jewish woman has been the one that has kept the nation, you know, holy. Meaning, you know, that we have been able to to survive so many civilizations. It's something that we, you know, it's it's hard to fathom because uh, you know all civilization came and for any they they, they were destroyed. All civilizations. So right now, yeah, we are in a situation where uh, we'll come back to what we wanted to say. The importance of this program today is really focused on the importance of why the 49 days after, Sha uh, after Pesach and what are we going to enter right now? What is this famous Shavuos that we stay all night studying? So, yes, Bracha. Um, yeah, yeah. So, as soon as, as when God told Jewish people that you're soon going to be free, of course, we're witnessing the plagues and all. And he said to make a Seder to observe and celebrate our freedom the night before we left Egypt. Yes. Still in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And we're still in Egypt. We're already celebrating our freedom, making a barbecue. Yes, yes. <laughs> Very tasty, the by the way. Doorpost and all this, that's, so, it's so interesting to understand what all these things mean. Right. But we have to understand that if we, if a man who was um, merited to be chosen as the leader to represent Hashem, God himself, to, to, to speak to Pharaoh and to help reveal the that the time for our redemption had come to come out of slavery and show the world that freedom is possible. Correct. Correct. At that time in the world, slavery was most of the world. Exactly. And we were the, and God even says in our story of Passover, God says, where in all of history do you see a nation taken out from another powerful nation and made into a nation of its own? Fascinating. That is something that has not Yeah. Okay, so I do, I do want to say that the 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 founder of of the uh, intellectual arm of Hasidim said a Jew has to live with the times. Correct. That doesn't mean the New York Times, especially today when New York Times has become quite unreliable. Uh -huh. And it doesn't mean with the Paris fashions. And it doesn't mean what they're all wearing green this year. So That's you're right. going to wear green. Uh -huh. Yes. It means we live with what the portions of the Torah are this very moment, this very week. And I do believe that you will not find a nation on earth or even a tribe 
It doesn't observe their calendar according to seven days. Some of them don't realize that they're basing it on God created the world in seven days. Some put it in in different ways. Mm -hmm. But the the Torah, in a certain measure, was given to the first man, Adam. It was certainly revealed to the mind and the heart of Abraham, his son Isaac. Mm Mm-hmm. And Isaac's son, Jacob. So, but what I was beginning, you know, for several weeks we're talking about who were the women in this situation? Who were the wives of these men that helped to hold up our nation, to Mm -hmm. found our nation in the form it is now as a a place of uh, where a family is the most important um, building block. Correct. So we started with okay. with Sarah. Everything we do is important. Correct. Most important place is in our home. Correct. Not for saying women have to be in the home, but that is us holding up the nation, and then we hold it up wherever else we can. Correct. However, what the point is here is that I was trying to reveal to you week after week, and hopefully we will continue. Right. Who are the women in all these different errors that helped to make us as a people who we are? Began with the wife of Abraham, who was ten years younger than him, and who pointed out who who is the son that is supposed to carry on. You, the, you were referring. To, you're day. referring to Sarah Mainu, right? The Sarah Mainu, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the wife of Abraham and Sarah, mm-hmm. Imenu, and the wife of Yitzhak Rivka, and the wives, uh, and we, we're not yeah. going to go into that now, of Yaakov. Nevertheless, Abraham was told Rachel and Leah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rachel, Leah, Bill, and Zilpah, but, but wait, let's, Abraham was told by God that the people, Jewish people will go down to Egypt but they will come out, and they will come out with great wealth. This is These prophecies were passed down from generation to generation, even to the Jews who spent 400 years in slavery. They knew that they're going to go out one day, and even they could look hopeless. The women are the ones that gave them hope to help continue to keep the certain principles in their homes that they never forgot who they were. Each Jew knew from which tribe he came. The word tribe is really uh, uh, not exactly the right word. From which family he came. And then we come to Miriam, the daughter of Yochavet, who was born on the way to Egypt to become slaves. She later is known as a prophetess, Yochavet, but Miriam, her daughter, is the one who influenced her parents to remarry in the midst of the darkness of slavery because she said there's going to be yet the Redeemer to be born. And he was the third son. We have these threes going on here. The third son of Yochavet and Amram. And uh, um, so you know, the oldest was Aaron, then was born Miriam, and then was born after all this, then because of Miriam, we have Moshe. 
Because of Miriam, we sing and repeat the words of thanksgiving to God every day that he took us through the Red Sea when we're being uh, chased by Egyptians. And I heard today that when they were chasing us, to say, okay, the power changed his mind again, Pharaoh. Yes. Let's get them back. That they were throwing missiles. Oh, wow. Does that sound familiar? uh, Yeah, I thought they meant arrows and arrows or something from the chariots. No, apparently they had a lot of technology. They had all kinds of interesting uh, scientific developments. There's something that they were throwing at us, and that sure made us cry out and say, God, maybe we should go back. Egypt, you know, there was a, a agreement as the Jews, not the first time, where we're sort of in four groups with different opinions. Let's jump in the sea and drown. Let's go back. Let's kill ourselves. Let's pray. Exactly. Each one had an idea what they should do. Right. Meanwhile, they were really promised one of the four promises, as I started to say last week about four cups of wine and so forth that we do in our Passover Savior. But let's just say, because of Miriam, we had Moshe. Aram, his brother, played a very important role the whole time. He was never jealous of his younger brother that he was chosen to be the one as the main, you know, the spokesman, the leader, even though Aaron had to help him speak. Because Moshe had a certain, besides known a speech impediment, he just was on a level that it was hard for him to put feelings and thoughts into words. Very, it's very interesting. But Aaron was always there. Even everybody knows the story of putting a little baby Moses in a basket and put him in the in a river. Yochanan right. so does the opposite thing. They throwing the baby boys in the river. And then they, she puts her son in the in a basket. And Miriam's going to go and see what's going to happen. So obviously there was some kind of prophecy involved here that this was a way to save him from being thrown in the river. And, and, and the but level he, of, of bitachon, of, of knowing that he was not just throwing him away. She knew that something good was going to come out of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if she knew exactly. I do know that Aaron, his brother, was with Miriam watching there at the edge of the water. I just learned that recently, that he was always there helping his brother. No jealous. This was an amazing, loving family. So that's the the idea for that we learn from them and from this family and from the Jewish people in general, is that when we are together, and that's called achdut, or or like one, that's when not only we merit God's help, it's automatic, because we're one people, one soul, one family, that includes the women, not there's the women's souls and the men's souls, which actually there are, Right. but each one of us are extremely important in bringing out the goals and the purposes that God trust, entrusted us with to be God holy people. Mm. Now, you know Israel was given to us by God. Anybody opens their Bible, 
the Muslims can open it, the Christians can open it, people from any walk of life can open the Bible in any translation and see God first speaks to Abraham and says, you're going to have this land forever. And then he speaks to Yitzchak, you're going to have this land forever. And Yaakov, you're going to have, and, and, and the Jews, even in Egypt, always knew which one of the tribes they came from. All these things were because of the brilliance of the Jewish women that they kept, their family laws of purity, that they kept their laws of modesty to dress like a Jew. They don't have to dress like Madame Journal, journalists with half her, who forgot to put on the rest of her dress. They wore their whole dress. Correct. Very interesting. They had, they had kept, they saw that their children kept their Jewish names yes. and the language. Beautiful. Now, so my students used to ask me, did they speak Hebrew? I don't really, I know that the, the people of the world spoke Hebrew at the very beginning. Right. At this point in Egypt, did they speak like we speak these dialects or we mix in a little mis- Egypt, Egyptian, a little Hebrew, a little something. A little, a little bit of everything, of, right, right. So tell us, okay, so let's... They, but, the, but the important thing here is that they spoke like a Jew. Exactly. They used language like they were a godly people. Right. They repeated their history in whichever way they understood. Like my own mother, a blessed memory, learned from her mother while they prepared for the uh, observance of the Holy Shabbat in the kitchen. That's when they spoke and they learned, what does the Torah say this week? What is this about? Right. And still the theme that runs through the whole Torah is the aim for unity, for love between brother and brother, sister and sister and brother and sister. I want to say one Rashi, yeah. Rashi, one of the greatest commentators, meaning Torah. explaining what does the Torah mean here. And there's a point in the book of Exodus where it says the Jews cried out, to God for help of the because of the of the heavy um, burden of slavery. Correct. And it says, and God heard their voice. Yes. And Rashi would say, they've been already slaves for a hundred years or more. Right. What do you mean God heard that? God always hears our voice. Correct. People don't understand how much God loves everyone. Yes. Yes. So what's the point that at this point the words say? The Jews cry out, and God heard their voice, and he gets uh, Moses and says, come on, you're going down there, let, the, let, let your people go. Right. Well, Rashi explains, at this point, they all cried out together, whether right. some were more uh, aware of their Judaism than others, or some were a different... So it was really like a people. momentum that everybody came to that momentum of feeling that the only way out is to cry out to Hashem. And, and you know, we're, it's interesting because we are living similar similar uh, moments of, of really seeing that for, you know, uh, uh, for us that are here in Israel that are experiencing the bumpy, uh, uh, the, the bumpy lights that we get to see in the sky, but some do come out. 
that the only way that we can, uh, you know, be above it is by crying out to Hashem. And that's, uh, we can understand how beautiful it must have been in those days to really cry out to Hashem because they, they knew they were after them. You know, and that, that's... Well, uh, they, the, they, and they knew that God was going to eventually take them out. Correct. But they, they, but they said they weren't just crying for their wife and their children no, and their no, family. No. No. It, it became that they all felt the pain of each other. And it just happened, I suppose, spontaneously. But what God loves more than anything else... And what a parent, any of the mothers or fathers listening here, how do you feel when your parent, when your kids fight? It's yeah. terrible. Terrible. Even you, it's hard to pick out. When you love everyone, you love all your children. Correct. And one is always picking on the other one or whatever. You cannot be impartial. Oh. You cannot, maybe God certainly can. But we can't. Right. It's our children fighting, and it just pulls at our heart. Right. And instead, if you say it, should the children come together, and no matter how different you could be, Correct. each person is different. Correct. They love each other. So what? They love each other. Yeah. And they care for each other, and they want each one to be out of the suffering. And that's why God says, okay, Moshe, get in there, you know, pull out all the plugs, it's time. So, it's time because we were ready. We're ready. We were okay, ready so uh, it would be very important to tell us a little bit. So then, okay, after after we left Egypt. Okay, I want to say Shavuot, the, yes, it's Shavuot the holiday actually means right. weeks. Right. A Shavuah is a week mm -hmm. consisting of seven days. Mm -hmm. And we count seven weeks because it is a, the numbers count for a lot in the Torah. One of my students once said, you mean God is a mathematician? Wow. <laughs> I said, you, you, you bet. He's yeah. a good bookkeeper. You're right, 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 right. <laughs> and, and, you know, everybody knows the story of Yehoshua, Joshua, the the person who took the leadership from the hands of Moses when mm -hmm. Moses passed away. Yes. And what did he do? He brought the Jews up to Yericho, Jericho, mm -hmm. to enter Eretz Yisrael on the command of God. What was the next step? We received the Torah, and then we're going to Israel. So how are they going to get through the walls of this enormous uh, city, these uh, simple Jews who are not real fighters in that sense? And right. they were to take chauffeurs. They took the ram's horns, Correct. and they were to march seven times around the okay. walls yeah, and below the chauffeurs seven times. And what number does that add up to Shoshana? Seven times. How many times? Seven times what? Yeah, walk around seven times and blow the show for seven times. Yeah, so 49, seven times. 49, 49. Now this, now, this has to do with levels of wisdom. Yes. But, but actually, we didn't get the Torah on the 49th day. We got the Torah on the 50th day, which will be this coming Sunday night. And already, and 
spite of the fact that there's some troublemakers running around our buildings here, making us a little wary of what's going on, starting fights up with the police, blowing up uh, um, very noisy fireworks to scare us. We are planning to have a women's learning class at night, a women's learning class in the day. The men, of course, have a tradition of learning all night on Shavuot night to to prepare to receive the Torah. There's a lot of stories behind it. Yes, but this is supposed to be a short uh, thing to tell you the women have a role here now. Correct. We are continuing our learning. We're continuing to console and encourage our children to be strong. There's also a gathering of the children saying the Psalms of David. Right. And today, today was actually declared by the rabbis, maybe at least from Israel, a large group, and all over the world, because I got messages in yeah. from more than one place and more outside of Israel that Jews were asked all over the world to say these particular 15 tehillim out of the 150. Right. And that refers to the 15 steps uh, of to go to the women's um, court and all kinds of things about 15 in the in in the base in the base um base of in, in, in the holy temple, yeah, right? In the, in the Beit temple. Temple. Yes, yes, yes. So okay, we're throwing a Hebrew English. You'll forgive us if the Hebrew is so obvious, and you'll forgive us if now, you need the English. Racha, you, you were mentioning something about the threes. Uh, could you please share with us? Yeah. The, the three days, the 33 well, days. Three, yeah. three is considered a very holy number. The third, <laughs> I was always in my family that I was the third girl. Yeah. It took them a long time to forgive me for not being a boy. That and happened to me too. That happened to me too. <laughs> oh, I, I have to hear that story. But it's not because the boys have been. It's just that a, a husband, you know, a woman wants her husband to have a son and to fulfill the um, to fulfill the commandment and the opportunity to carry on the Jewish people. A person is supposed to have at least one boy and one girl. And then some people multiply that by 12, you know. Right. But, yes. but anyway, it was the thing that my mother, I think, wanted very much. Her husband should have a son and there were already two girls. So I have a Korean friend. And I'm telling her the story, and she says, third girl, that's a really good thing in Korea. It means really good luck. No, oh, very good luck. Very good. So, okay. So you... I'm, not answering, okay. I'm not answering your question. No, 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 no. no. Um, the, 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 the tribe or the child of Hanusby, of Leah and Yaakov, that we are named after... Mm-hmm. The tribe of Levi and his one of his sons named Yehuda mm-hmm. is the third child of Jewish people. Yeah. Moshe was the third child of Yochebed. Whenever you see a three, look carefully. Something special about that person. Yeah. <laughs> not boasting. But this year... And when uh, everybody has now heard about Lagba Omer because it's the 33rd day of counting mm-hmm. to get to Mount Sinai. Right. And this year, it's 3,333 years since we stood at Mount Sinai. And we said, 
as one person with one heart. We didn't ask God. Remember the story, if anybody was listening to other programs, God asked everybody, you want my Torah, you want my Torah, and they all said, what's in it, and what's in it, I don't know, this doesn't exactly fit with our culture, but when God went to the Jews, they didn't ask what was in it. If God is telling you he has a present for you, you go say, what's in the box? No, it's God giving you something, and that's how, what merited the Jews to be given the Torah with all of accompanying laws and details for us to be able to represent him in this world. Yes. And at Mount Sinai, you could say the peoples of the world have seven, uh, a connection with God through seven, we could call it commandments, or you can call it uh, universal principles, yeah. um, that every human being, including Jewish people, are obligated. But yeah. nobody's going out there trying to... A book of instructions. We, we, we could say in today's world, it's a book with the instructions of how to live a, a, a life here in this world. Yes, sure. The yeah. Torah actually means right. instructions. Right. However, the Jews didn't ask what's in it. They said, we'll do it. Whatever it is, give it to us, we'll do it. Yeah. And then we'll sit down and we'll figure out what it means and how to do it and what's the best way to do it. Na'aseh, we will do it Nishma. It says that with Jews, we're given two crowns. Right. Spiritual crowns because of that. Right. And that, um, okay, well, I'm not going to take more time to give them mathematical details. No. I will. But I just was reminded with a friend who also likes American history that the, I think the oldest synagogue in uh, America, only because at one point the Jews weren't even welcomed in America, but once they were, they they proceeded to develop Jewish life. And in Rhode Island, Tour of Rhode Island, they had its oldest synagogue yeah, in my, the United States. Yeah, my husband's so, family uh, was from that region and went to that uh, synagogue many Oh, wow, yes. we got to hear about that. Yes. Well, maybe they have pictures, but there are pictures that over the entrance doors, there were like two, there were two separate crowns. It may have been like the Ten Commandments and they put five, five and put a crown on each one. I've seen the picture, I can't recall it right now, mm -hmm. but I'm sure you could look it up online. Right. So in comes the British soldiers, right. or these Jews, and naturally we were always considered the enemy for somebody. Right. And we were in there we are, gathered in this shul, in this enormous new land, and we and, and comes the British soldiers, and they want to know whose side we're on. Mm -hmm. So if we're not on the side of the king, we're in big trouble, you know. So the red, the red coats, speaking of red, yes. turned around, noticed that over the doorway, there was these sort of sculptures. What do you call when it's in two dimensions, sort of not a, a complete sculpture? Right. So uh, mm -hmm. it's a relief sort of sculpture. Yeah. And, and, and there were two crowns. Mm -hmm. So they said, oh, they're for the crown. 
everything's okay, and they walked out. Yeah. So what we said 3,333 years ago to God yeah. saved us in the United States of America from yeah. the soldiers. So <laughs> the point is here, what the, the women... Ah, this is this part I'm glad I will not leave out. And thank you, Shoshana, giving me a chance. Okay. When 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 this partial we came we came and we camped at the foot of Harsinai. And it coincides with what our chapter, like it says, we're living with the times, it coincides with our chapter that we say in the synagogue this week of the Torah. Mm-hmm. And we camped at Harsinai. And God gave instructions to Moshe. They should wash their clothes. They should purify themselves. They should, in all kinds of ways, prepare to receive. Not that they didn't know mostly what it said because uh, their forefathers had kept it. But it was not a written contract yet. Like you're saying, I'm going to buy that house and I want you to give it to me with this and I want the dining room furniture and I want this. Well, okay, but that's only a verbal contract. Now we're going to get the written contract. And the world is going to see it and the world is going to know exactly what God wants, not just for the Jewish people, but the whole world. With the whole world. And, yeah. and you know, so God tells Moses to prepare the Jewish people, how we prepare ourselves in whatever way we spiritually can try to be prepared to receive the Torah. But then God says to Moshe, you go and explain it to the women exactly. first. Exactly. Because the women will assure us that the children will be raised properly. This will continue the Jewish people. This is also, Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody here is still listening after the first session that Shoshana and I shared. And we started to talk about my argument with my husband of blessed memory. Whose fault was it that Chava ate from the tree? Uh-huh. And I always said it was his fault, her fault, and that has to be another session because there's more details. Oh, as that would be another session. But we yeah. want we wanted but the point to. Point is here, but wait. But yes. The point is here, is that one of the reasons it is thought it wasn't completely her fault for sure, is that Adam repeated what God told him to have, but he didn't give it over properly. He changed, he added something. Mm -hmm. He made her confused so she could be susceptible to be, to be, uh, to be taken in by the, by the snake. Enticed, enticed. And talk. Right, to entice, to entice her, to entice her. To entice her, yes. Yes, Thank yes. you. That's a good word. Yeah. So, 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 so what happens now? God is making sure that the women hear it first. That's correct. And they're not going to add to it. We're very good. When we have a recipe to make a cake, we keep very little a pinch of salt in this. We keep it carefully. We're going to make sure to make up, in a way, for what was by giving to the to the husband first, it didn't work out all the best. Yes. So now we're beginning, we're changing the world back to the order it should be. The women are the foundation. The women are assured that Jewish children will grow up with a, a whole sense of their mission in life. 
That's and of course, a husband, and a husband and father is very important. Yeah. I'm not saying that now, yeah. but I think women like to hear that our part in the Jewish people is not some afterthought at no, all. It was well. It's the foundation. It's the backbone. It's we're the decision makers. Exactly. But in a sense, we keep a low profile. That's so beautiful. Because we are so precious. Very beautiful. And when you have your most precious jewelry, you don't flaunt it every day out public. No, no. no because we are so precious, we keep ourselves a little bit um, in a, a low key. If people would realize how important the girls are, well, Pharaoh would have thrown the girls in the river. That's true. That's so true. He That's... wanted to get rid of the Jewish people. Yeah. So he gets rid of the boys. Oh, boy. Although uh, we shouldn't know from it. Then they wouldn't try to make the girls marry Egyptians or something. God forbid, you know, just, forbid. just uh, no. you know, putting, putting this ahead of what they had in their mind. Right. And what would have happened? All the Egyptians would have ended up Jewish. So. Yeah, we, we don't know. So, Bracha, we're coming. Uh, our time is up, and we just wanted to wrap it up. And so, what what do you want to what do you want to have uh, people focus on this beautiful holiday uh, from from the eating of the cheese and that you know all the cheesecakes and yummy things to oh, the focus you know on, on being on being. Uh, let me just finish. Uh, you know, I'm being able to focus on connecting to the to the Torah and all night, whoever can do it, right? And the girls to say yes. to healing. That's I'm the most only important thing. going to tell you if you promise to bring me a piece of cheesecake oh, up here right. to Jerusalem. There you no, go. No, Why know, not? They, they, yeah, they, they did a, um, uh, what do you call it, like a poll. Yeah. A large, large majority of people in the United States of America and asked them what's their favorite dessert, you know, like ice cream, apple yeah. pie, mm -hmm. it was like mm -hmm. eat in America. I don't know what they like to eat in some of the other countries. Right. But the answer was cheesecake. Wow. So that's it. No. Wow. But, uh, the answer to that is not totally clear, except Jews always find something to eat when it comes to do the holiday. Uh, it has to do with we were in a hurry. Yes. And, uh, you know, we, we, we were up, we were preparing to receive the Torah. We were listening to Moses give us over the Ten Commandments, and we were exhausted, and we prepared what was easy and fast. That's one explanation. Another has to do with koshering the dishes. Oh, they said, now now I think we have to have this set of dishes. That's, not all of them are keeping all the, the details Correct. in the way they kept their, but believe me, they were in little tents or little huts. They yeah. didn't exactly have a dishwasher and two oh, sinks, no, no, you know. No, no. <laughs> no, no. But it was partly because it's easy and simple. They had flocks of sheep and beautiful kosher animals. It was easy, very easy thing to have. So it's not something to, it is something that probably has a lot more explanations yeah. because it has mystical explanations also what milk is that feeds the young and that also goes back to the women. But um, the nurturing, but the, the nurturing is, yes, the nurturing. But, but I hate to tell everybody 
I'm sitting here in Jerusalem. I'm sitting in my office at the back of the house, but I'm looking up at the front through the glass, and Jerusalem's sparkling, and it seems quiet tonight. Last night at midnight, they were making all kinds of noise and boom, boom, and throwing things at the police right next to my house, which is usually very quiet. We live, um, I'm in East Jerusalem, surrounded by um, a whole big Arab Muslim population who usually, we just sort of get along and leave each other alone. In some cases, we were friendly, you know, but it's, it's, but not right now. Now we're not exactly sure what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Not not to, um, not to let a delivery. We shouldn't go out to receive delivery or open our door to take a delivery unless we have some other person in the building with us. All kinds of other cautions are going on. What's the point? We we should only hear good news and bracha. Uh, We will continue this program. What I want to do is turn turn the fake news right side up. Right, right. The news from Great Britain, from Australia, from, okay. and rarely do I hear. I heard uh, President Trump and former President or President Trump, as you look at him, and the Secretary of State Pompeo spoke out now, just That's a right. couple hours ago, yes. of how there's a, you know very bad things happening in the United States to, to, to encourage lawlessness on the southern border, lawlessness in Israel, when we had a strong president, people who are bullies and don't have really good reason behind why they're fighting will run away the minute things get tough. But here, they're being encouraged that nobody's going to stop them. And it's a shame because uh, unnecessary uh, deaths are happening. Yes, that's, now, that's you should know the Ten Commandments that we're going to re- hear again and read again in the synagogue on um, on uh, Monday night. Monday and, night. Uh, I'm sorry, Monday morning, yes. Sunday night, we're going to learn, and Monday morning, we're going to be in the in synagogue. our yes. synagogues and schools. Here's the Ten Commandments. It doesn't say not to kill which nobody ever wants to do or be involved in. Right. It says not to murder, which means for no reason, forbidden, absolutely forbidden to take the life of another human being. Yes. And we Jews have that as part of the very basis of who we are. We're not going out there to look to hurt anybody. But this is the land, it's written in the Bible, was given to us and Jews have always lived here that we came back more in droves after the second world war but in the end of the 1700s jews started to come back uh, more in more numbers and build um uh, and build little communities and most of the time when we came back here because a lot of non-jews had settled in certain places Mm-hmm. People collected money and actually bought the land that we didn't have to buy. Right. It belonged to us. You say, okay, yes, thanks for taking my place for the last 300 years. Uh-huh. But Jews were living here the whole time. My own grandfather in the 30s came many times by boat, mm-hmm. which was dangerous many times, mm-hmm. to bring money here for the poor people in Israel. You were reading the Tanya from 250 years ago that 
it's a, the first commandment is to help your family, and the second is to help Israel. Beautiful. Well, I think it's the third. So we're going to wrap it up no, here, Bracha. We've always been here. We're yes. not occupying. No, no. People, we have to, people have to understand that. that. There is no such place called Palestine. Even though when I was a girl, they used to call Israel Palestine because that's what the world called it. Right. Palestine got the label stuck on us from the Romans right. because it was a derogatory term. Right. Now, the people living here today who call themselves Palestinians, nobody can quite understand how they got that and where they did that. There's never been a nation called Palestine in their terms at all. The people living here, oh, they could be also just Arabs that have lived here a long time. And in many of all these hundreds and thousands of years, most of us got along. Nobody's saying, don't step on my land, don't step on my land. We're living together in a peaceful way. Exactly. But this has been a political thing. You see it happening in America with racism. Exactly. And I also want to make it, you know, making racism into an issue. Remember, if anybody heard that I was very involved in the civil rights movement. I yes, was, uh, yes. last uh, time so you I'm did. I'm very you, aware yeah. that they're, yes. they're, they're making this into a ploy. Right. I heard the, um, the sister or oh. the niece of, of Martin Luther King talking just uh, today again. Oh, that uh, Biden forgot to mention God, one nation under God. Wow. So she said, wow. she said, well, she said, you can't do anything without God. Exactly. <laughs> Look at that. Amazing. Amazing. Well, we'll keep it today. Yeah. We will finish here. Uh, our time is up. And we will see the uh, next series coming up with the bracha telling us of the beautiful women in the Jewish uh, history. And till now, I, we want to wish everybody uh, first to be safe, whoever is around uh, Israel, and also be safe with the pandemia. We, we send blessings to everybody that, you know, you're not alone. We have a beautiful, beautiful, uh, you know, uh, God that wants us to plead to him and he will, he will give. I shall, you know, you ask and thy shall be received. But if we don't ask, we won't get. And this is the holiday where Shavuos, that is going to be the one that is going to, uh, um, Hashem is going to ma manifest uh, a new way of understanding what we still don't understand when he's giving us his rules, his commandments. So next time we will be able to... to... Also, Shoshana, yes? Shavuot is the birthday and the site of King David Beautiful. who wrote the psalm. Beautiful. The psalms have been translated. And I learned that it was interesting, wasn't taught this as a child, but recently... It, I learned that King David wrote the Psalms, 150 of these beautiful prayers, yes. for the whole world. How beautiful. That he wanted everyone to, to have to have the path to pray to God. Beautiful. Okay. And it's also the yard side of the Baal Shem Tov, which you'll hear more next beautiful. week. Beautiful. We so will it's, talk it's next a, week because our time is up. So, Bracha, our time is up this time. So thank you, everybody, and have a good night, good evening, and good morning.